0: Well, welcome back to The Recap, where we are recapping the weekend messages from Hillsong Church Online, and today we are recapping Laura Taganavalu's message from the weekend, which was absolutely brilliant, A Strange in Foreign Land, and today, recapping this message with us, we've got one of our wonderful worship pastors, Hannah Hobbs. Hey, Hannah.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. So A Strange in Foreign Land was the name of the message. And I guess to open up this conversation, I'm curious to know, what is the most strangest and foreign land maybe you've ever been in or been to? Like, would you have an experience like that where you're like, I don't know where I am right now?
1: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind, and this is not that strange, but is Bali. I love Bali. It's a strange <laughs> foreign land compared to this, the land that I grew up in. And so- sure. It's my go-to holiday place. It's not that strange, but
0: no, not strange, but it's foreign to you. It's foreign, yes. So, what, like, you know, the whole message was about what do you do, you know, when you're in a in a in a foreign land. So, what do you do when you're in that foreign land? Like, do you have staple stuff, you know, that you kind of be a part of?
1: Oh, absolutely. Are you talking about Bali?
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent.
1: Oh great. Okay, yeah. I mean, I ride a scooter, and that's something I never do here, but there, all the time.
0: Is it, does it ever inspire you to, like, get a scooter and maybe take up that kind of life here in, in Sydney?
1: My husband and I, on our, one of our first few trips, we actually fully entertained the idea of getting a scooter and then kind of looked into it, did a bit of research. Quite dangerous, so I'm not doing it.
0: <laughs> that's a fair, look, as as long as you do your research, I guess that's a fair place to, like, end up on that decision. Yes, yeah very much so so th- the thing is you're not too unfamiliar with this kind of space hey because you've been doing something with worshiping creative conference uh hello with hannah as well yeah. and so you've kind of been unpacking sort of things with you so here's here's a good question for you what's been what's been one of your favorite you know if you kind of look at uh uh the message itself what would be a question that you would actually ask laura herself like what what do you think would be a question worth asking laura
1: yeah it's interesting i think because the thing that stood out to me about this message was it was it's timely like it, she spoke into the season that we're in as a planet but also within our church and the church and um you know it's interesting sometimes when people are speaking there's an extra layer of almost like authority and boldness that comes over them when they're speaking into something that feels so I guess, current and even personal. And so I, I guess I'd want to say to her, could you feel that on Sunday? Because I watched the chat, right. people talking about, wow, you know, this is really a word for now. This is exactly what we need to hear at this point in time. And yeah, it just, it did seem to hit different on Sunday. I think just the fact that this kind of, it was an amazing thought, but just partnering that with speaking to this current state that we're in and things that we're all facing, you know, as humanity, I'd want to know, did she, did she feel a difference on Sunday? Could she feel that extra kind of layer of boldness and authority over her as she spoke?
0: Yeah. Cause I can, you know, I a hundred percent agree. And I felt the same. I thought to myself, you know, especially looking at the chat, this is just kind of right down the barrel of what's going on. And I just wonder from your perspective, you know, um, how would, how do you think you would imagine someone listening to that message, what it was doing for them? You know, like what was, what were they maybe experiencing when they were hearing this message? Um, what, what maybe kind of hit their soul in those, in that moment?
1: Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is her kind of, um, emphasis on becoming more like Christ. And I think, there's so so. it's so easy to talk about everything that's going on right now and, and the challenges that we're facing as a society. But for her to, she she kind of says, we know why. We know we get the heart of where we need to go and why, but how do we do it? And like her first kind of thought, just speaking into um, our, our responsibility as Christ followers to become more like him, to grow into becoming more like him, to be like him. Um, and I think that would be what that was what was hitting me. so I can only um, guess that it would have been the same for many other people listening. It's like, okay, what can I do? How do I outwork this thing and to just be able to go, okay, today, how can I become more like Jesus? How can I grow to become a little bit more like him and lay down myself a little bit more? Um, so I appreciated that and I'm sure that would have been um, you know, something that stood out to people
0: hundred percent. Um, you know, to your point too, it it is that sense of, okay, how do I, um, how do I recognize how God is making the most of the season that I'm in? And, uh, and I think I was just curious too, you know, a lot of the times when people face this season, and I think maybe something that potentially a good amount of people did, you know, at the beginning of the season was let's just bite and hold, like, let's just bite and hold. Let's get through this. There's, there's something on the other side. And I can imagine, just like Laura mentioned, you know, even Israel would have felt like that, you know, well, let's just bite and hold. Let's just wait till exile is over. Yeah. But then out comes this scripture where God says, I want you to, to build and I want you to be fruitful. And I'm just wondering, maybe from your experience or, or you know, um, maybe you yourself have experienced this, you know, how do you actually help someone make the most of a season that they thought they could just bite and hold?
1: Mm. It's such a good question. I think, you know, it's a part of what I would call like maturing and growing in maturity in Christ. As a younger person, you know, like the obvious example that comes to mind for me is like before I had children, I have two kids now, and before that, people would tell stories about what it's like to have kids and how crazy it is and how amazing it is, but you cannot really comprehend what that is like until you experience it and then when you do you're like oh i really should have listened even harder back then when we <laughs> were sharing stories but until you're in it i don't think that you can really develop that muscle that that ability and capacity to fully comprehend what mm-hmm. that means and i think in a similar way as you mature in christ as you grow and you face different challenges you know, it is so, um, it comes as a shock sometimes and it almost feels silly to bring it up. You're like, oh, I'm facing this thing. I've heard people talk about this difficulty or this challenge before, but I've never been through it. And my encouragement to people is to like almost return to the basics of our faith in, in following Christ. It's like, okay, it requires faith. It requires trust. It requires that ability to, yeah, like strengthen your ability your your muscle that sees beyond what you can see right in front of you um and that really is the es- essence of our faith our christian faith and our christian walk it's about trusting a, in a god that we can't necessarily see physically right in front of us and so yeah i don't know it sounds simple but my encouragement to people when it comes to building and pushing through those um difficult times where you thought you could just hold but in fact it requires action and sowing um is to activate that faith muscle that does exist within all of us and to believe for what we can't yet see yet. And yeah, it's a it's a funny thing though. It's so simple. But I've been a Christian over 20 years. And sometimes I have to just remind myself, where's your faith? Where's your faith? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, the, the importance of having that and exercising that muscle. And um, you know, like you said, it, you know, even even Laura's exhortation was this sort of call to action, you know, in the midst of and um you know one of the things that she mentioned alongside of that call to action was this idea of doing it for the next generation you know how important it was to think about the next generation and and i, I just wonder from from your perspective what you've seen being part of our church or just being able to see the church how how would you describe the importance of being externally focused when it comes to that building because there's one thing to kind of give all that energy that you're talking about to build something for you to experience but, but maybe it's something different to actually be doing that for someone else. and, and I, I don't know how you would describe that or how you would you would even pinpoint that feeling.
1: yeah, i I just would describe it like an internal shift of focus. And just quickly, I remember standing on a in a ministry time once in church, and to be honest, I was waiting for someone to come and pray for me. Um, and I was waiting a long time and I think somehow I, I got missed and I felt, that kind of conviction of the Holy spirit go turn around and pray for another person. And wow. it's sounds so simple, but it, it really was like a memory that I can't get rid of because again, it's that maturity thing, right? Like you turn your focus. And I think that's what helps us get through these strange and unusual times is if we're all like, you know, focusing in on ourselves and our, our own challenges or even good things it's hard to get momentum, but when you turn around, offer a helping hand, pray for someone else, um, send an encouraging message or a gift or whatever it might be, but just get your eyes outward. Um, mm. I think it helps us as well. I guess it kind of is a selfish thing in a sense, but it helps us stay healthy <laughs> and stay, um, functioning the way that we're created to function. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, So, you know, in, in that conversation, you know, with Laura and, and her, her message, um, you know, she, she again, she, she mentions that idea of, oh, you know, you've got to build and you've got to plant. And even that scripture itself describes you know, building a home in the midst of exile and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if, if you'd be keen on sharing, what are some things that you uh, have built or you're looking forward to building or you're hoping to build in the midst of being in the season with the rest of us, you know, just like anyone else. Um, What are are some of those things for you?
1: Yeah. I mean, so for me personally, um, I love to write songs of worship and I know our our church, Hillsong Church is kind of known for it. We um, have that mandate to, you know, send out the sound of worship and kind of help play a part in crafting that. And for me, this season, which has, been kind of known for its restrictions. Um, what's been really special is just to be able to dig away and and write songs about Christ and worship songs. And I'm excited um, to be back together again, to be honest and to be able to sing them together as a church and a congregation. Um, so that would be a big one. I'm excited to be in community again soon mm-hmm. and just to be with friends and share a meal together um, some of the simple things. I'm excited for my family to get to be in church again soon. Um, and it's cool because we have been building that during the last few months. Um, but to actually be there and have that outworked in a physical sense and get to be together, um, in the flesh, I think, yeah, there are just a few things, but I'm excited about those things. I'm excited for our family to get to be together with our kind of church family again soon.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how many people would be right there with you, you know, excited to experience that as well. Uh, well, maybe one last question, Hannah, um, just before we go, you know, if people are listening or watching right now uh, and they, you know, Laura's message in itself was one giant encouragement, you know, it was one giant exhortation. But if they're listening after that message and they still kind of going like, you know, it just seems like exile, so to speak, is still really big. You know, how how would you encourage them to really, take on, you know, what Laura was talking about in the message, what, what would be something that you would say to them?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a good question. I think I would just want to encourage people to keep sowing, keep sowing into your relationship with God. Um, It's one of those things. It's like a slow, it can sometimes feel like slow progress, like that practical moment where you sit down and you open your Bible and you read um, even read the scriptures that Laura is talking about. Um, I think it's Psalm 137, like read it, open it. And like she said at the start, it's not the most like, you know, hopeful sounding Psalm. It's actually the description is full on. It's dark, but take courage in the fact that people have gone through some of the challenges that we're facing now. It's not a brand new thing. Um, you know, in history, this these same feelings that we feel in a time of what is a bit of a wilderness and confusion and chaos, um, I don't know, I take courage in, in the thought that I'm not the first one to face that, and we can even read that in scripture. We're not the first ones to face this, and that encourages me, and I hope it encourages people. Even as you listen to this message from Laura, it's like it's a cool reminder to go in a good way, we're not the first ones and we can actually make it through this. And I, I think it's a good reminder for all of us.
0: That's brilliant, Anna. We're not the first ones to face this. And I think um, you know, that message brought a lot of hope and a lot of perspective. And so I'm just thankful that you would come on here and, and kind of unpack and recap this message with me, Hannah. It's been awesome.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so good to see you.
0: Good to see you as well, my friend. So this has been the recap with Hannah Hobbs and myself. And we are so, so excited about this message. Seriously, it was just the talk of the town. Uh, And so if you haven't been able to hear it or watch it, you can catch it on our YouTube channel, Hillsong Church. Make sure that you do A Strange and Foreign Land by Lord Sagnavalu. Until next time, this is the recap. We'll see you then.